Welcome to Retail Nightmares. Has this been on the whole time? (laughs) Everything we've been talking about has been recorded. Perfect. Uh, Since birth. (laughs) I was hoping that was the case. I am your co-ghost, Jessica. With me is co-ghost, Alicia. Burp. (laughs) And our lovely guest, Adrian LaBelle. Hi. (laughs) You guys both have French last names. Yeah. totally adrian is in the band that i am also in energy slime she plays bass she is also in the band supermoon which is great tonight we're recording it is a full moon so it's like supermoon squared (sighs) look out (laughs) charge your crystals mine is charging in my bathroom right now (laughs) what does that mean (laughs) You'll find out. Does that mean you forgot to flush the toilet? (laughs) Oh, no. Jessica. I've got a brown crystal charging in my bathroom right now. (laughs) I'm sorry. To my roommate. Not even through the introduction. (laughs) And you're uh, about to be the author of a book. Yeah. uh, That you're currently making. Yes. And you're a prolific zine maker. <laughs> I've made two zines. <laughs> what are the names of those zines? Uh, the first one is called It's 420 Somewhere. <laughs> um, I don't get it. It's about philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is called, well, it's part one of, of a series. The series is called Cabin Fever. And the first one is called Adventures in Ambiguity, I believe. <laughs> I forgot oh, it was so ambiguous. <laughs> it was so powerful that you forgot. I already forgot. It's over with now. So you're in two bands, Energy Slime, Supermoon. Yeah. You're working on a book. Do, yeah. you, do you have a working title for this book? Is it top secret? It's called, well, it's a stolen title and I haven't received permission for it, but I really like If you say it on the podcast, then it's yours officially. It's mine That's now. like trademarking it. Yeah. Le- it's legal. Everything that's said on this is a legal binding totally. agreement between you and your lie. <laughs> All right. Well, it's called Dancing in Our Debt. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's yeah. a great title. Yeah. It's like based on the title of a series of concerts that this guy Harlan kind of put on in 2007 or 8 or something like that. And he had like a bunch of artists come and play like acoustic sets in ATM machines like closed when they were closed down at night and yeah. before like security guards roamed the streets outside of banks or inside and so yeah I just really like that name and it's also like the book is about the music scene that a lot of the bands who were part of those performances kind of were part of if that makes sense yeah, absolutely so will you yeah. be interviewing the bands that played yeah, not just that. It's not just really about those performances. That's kind of going to be part of it. I'm like the kind of person who wants to interview everyone <laughs> and about their entire life, and then like edit it down after I've received like 50 hours of like <laughs> information. It'll probably be like an eight volume book um, if I got my way. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna hopefully interview. Lots of people who performed there and at other kind of DIY. It's basically like DIY kind of 
events and festivals and performances and bands who over the years have put on like renegade type shows in weird places yeah that's so, amazing yeah i'm excited about it me too me too yeah it's <laughs> a really long intro <laughs> hello hi <laughs> hello and, uh, oh god oh. Mm. <laughs> what were you gonna say i don't know <laughs> It looks like you're making out with the microphone. I like to have it really close to my face because it's very soft. To noodle with it. It's one of the only soft things in my life. (laughs) What about me? I'm soft. You are soft. That that sweater looks really soft. It's kind of scratchy, but I like it. You kind of put it on, I think, to show off a little bit. No, I was getting cold, but then I was like, I know I always get hot when we record. Jessica's wearing a vintage sweater and some nice mom who knit the sweater put owls all over it and it's really beautiful and, and hearts the best really part, really pretty the best part is it's sort of got owls that go around the neckline and on the front their eyes are open and then on the back they're sleeping oh what? come on it's too much it's not fair take it off <laughs> mm. too cute so adrian you know jessica because you're in a band together yes what's it like to be in a band with jessica it's, it's kind of like being on this podcast like every day Every time we play a show, <laughs> she's always telling stories, always got jokes. She's always taking care of everyone. When we go on tour, she's making the tubes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are the tubes? <laughs> Food-based product. <laughs> Any kind of food that you can roll into a tube form it's like is a, a tortilla, tube. <laughs> like a quesadilla type wrap. It's a food that I've come up with after much touring that you can make basically on your lap and you can make it with stuff that's healthy that you don't have to refrigerate. Give me some examples of a good tube. Uh, well, that we, should be your book. <laughs> <laughs> tube recipe code. Tube of the world. Tube town. Tube road. Uh, <laughs> road tube. Yeah, there we go. Well, you get a, a pack of cases. What are they called? Tortillas. Yeah. Tortillas. And then you get some sort of greens you got to get them in a box not in a bag because they go slimy in the bag yeah get them in the box they're good for a couple days they start smelling weird if you don't refrigerate them yeah uh people could have died from that i think we we don't eat meat so we usually have tofurkey deli slices Ooh, those smell good they and they <laughs> i don't eat those good. because they have gluten in them oh they look yeah, good that's true i did read the ingredients of them today to my mom because <laughs> she was like well aren't those just as bad as bacon now and i was like no and i'll tell you why she well, has I a total- bit of a point i totally assumed that those were like worse than oh bacon. yeah well they are <laughs> processed so but Anyway, let's yeah. not get into Yeah, that. there's definitely not worse than bacon. No. For a couple of different reasons. Uh, but you got that in there from some protein, uh, some cheese. We usually get cheese strings because... Or- organic. Those are already tube-shaped. Yeah, organic. already tube-shaped. You don't have to cut them at all. And then we usually get a hummus to spread around in there sometimes. If they're ripe, we get an avocado, but you got to use that kind of quick. Also, it can get pretty messy. Yeah. One time, we got real real wacky and we bought some grainy mustard yeah. jessica doesn't like mustard or any flavor <laughs> so so some of us who like some tubes liked some flavor we'd put like hot sauce and and uh mustard in them but that was near the end of that tour when we were just like getting sick of tubes mm-hmm. so then we started doing like really wacky combos like i put peanut butter and oh, yeah. and cheese and, i liked that one and like this crunchy nut 
Mix. Oh, yeah. Oh, that does sound nice. It was wacky, but it was like, and oh, and Sriracha, so it was like, it was kind of like a Thai fusion. Thai <laughs> <laughs> tube. You, you really have to use your imagination, though. You tied your tubes. Like, oh, I just ate pad thai. <laughs> how many tubes does it take to get full? I'm guessing two. Um, yeah. Depends on how much you put in them. I like to keep them small so you can still wrap them easily and hold it in one hand because sometimes you have to eat one while you're driving on the highway. So it's sort of, they get smaller and smaller as you run out of ingredients and then you have to eat like three. They're ever evolving. Usually Jessica would just like be the tube master and like make them for everyone because <laughs> she was so good at it. Yeah. But when I was like left to my own devices, I would always put way <laughs> too much stuff in it. And then I couldn't, it was almost like a taco, like a giant taco because I couldn't tube it properly. <laughs> So I can I, teach you the ways. <laughs> I want a tube with you guys yeah, one day. I want a tube with you. <laughs> sit in your van. Yeah, <laughs> it's parked downstairs. I've never Listen seen the, the van. Girls. I'm so curious. <laughs> it's a Honda Odyssey. No way. It sure is. It's silver. Wow. It's best best tour vehicle I think I've it's, ever been in. Yeah, it's very comfortable. It's every seat is a bucket seat, and we always usually have four people in the band, so we all have leg Spacious. room. And where's the toilet the on the, in the van? In my mouth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great, guys. I like that that's what people associate with me in bands is tubes. Well, also like amazing uh, vocals and keys <laughs> and like outfits. Her yeah. outfits are unstoppable. Well, your outfits are pretty good too. Well, you're the one who taught me... <laughs> to embrace the side ponytail and i never Ooh. look back it's a it's a trick of the trade that i learned uh, <laughs> in 2013 on the cult babies tour is that if i pretended i was someone else then i wouldn't be afraid of performing anymore and it made uh, my life much easier because it works as someone who's played in bands since 2006 it's pretty funny that it wasn't until 2013 <laughs> that i realized that like no one likes to watch you when you are uncomfortable and like you look like you wish you were dead instead, <laughs> you know, instead of playing a show so, so the side ponytail that's just something you do before you get on it's stage like, it's, it's like a side, character side ponytail red lipstick is like my i'm halfway there right now like <laughs> like at some point if this interview goes awry i might have to put my hair up like get some confidence well, no. you know? Well, then it's time yeah. to take a break. <laughs> so it's also really fun, with, like especially when I'm playing bass, like flipping my side ponytail around. Like it's like she whips her hair back and forth. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sometimes she'll move over, and then we'll both sort of try and like whip our side ponytails together. Yeah. It's, it's probably extremely erotic. That's how I imagine it to be. <laughs> it's always in slow motion. Like. Yeah. In your minds. Yeah. 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 We look so good. <laughs> There's no doubt. You guys are foxes. We may not be the best band, but we look so good. No, we We're are the also best band. the best band. Yeah, you're too. both. Obviously. Uh, so, Adrian. Yes. Have you had any retail jobs? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's been a while. A lot of my retail jobs were, I like moved into the nonprofit world, but I started out. That has to be its own. Oh, just <laughs> non, like I am part of a women's Facebook group and there's a lot of nonprofit posts and oh, it's yeah. like, get paid nothing. Yeah. Girl gang. Yeah, girl gang. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Oops, not to yeah, <laughs> secret. It's been feisty on girl gang recently. Oh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Aggressive posts. Yeah, yeah, there was that one when someone was like, uh, 
don't apologize for saying something. I didn't, I don't even know. I <laughs> kind of like, I read it and then I saw someone was like, um, uh, probably not a cool post. <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. it. I like it when people get in trouble on the internet when it's not me. Yeah. I try not to get in trouble on the internet. I try and just stay off it now. Unless mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what really else bored. do you do? What? <laughs> <laughs> I that. What's it? What else do you do? Oh. Yeah, I I just lay in my bed, <laughs> turn turn all the all the things off, and just lay there. Look at this the wall. Uh, <laughs> so it's a cleanse. <laughs> um, well, my first job was a paper. I was a paper kid. Paper delivery person. <laughs> paper kid. <laughs> you were a newsie. I was a newsie. That was my first unofficial job. And my first real job was at the Bay. <gasps> and it was, so many Bay I was Amazing. I was hired for Christmas season. And uh, at first I was hired as like a door greeter. And oh. that was pretty bad. That I didn't was, know they had those there. Oh God, I didn't even know what year it was. It was the early 2000s, I guess, maybe. And uh, I just stood there. And just like I had to just say hello to people when they came in the store. And I was like standing on the like edge of the, you know, like the mall. The mall is out there and the bay is behind me. And I'm just standing there like hating everything and just like <laughs> looking at all the other places I could have a job. <laughs> yeah, HMV was just like right there. And I was like, I'd rather, I want to sell CDs. Like that Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. Pearl Jam is let inside me, there. Let me sell all of the Pearl Jam. They were all probably just as bad in their own different ways. I eventually ended up working at HMV, oh, and that really? was all. That was a nightmare, a little oh. bit. Um, yeah, I think so. I got fired from there. Oh, oh. do you remember why? Stealing For- Pearl Jam <laughs> CDs. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I never worked again. Um, <laughs> so lucky. I actually work for Eddie Vedder now. I'm paying him back personally. Here is Butler. I actually fight Ticketmaster for him. Oh, yeah, that would be your dream job. I know. I wish that was my job. Uh, I got fired from HMV for requesting too much time off after a car accident. Jesus, oh my lord. Yep. And Ugh. in in my dismissal, well, actually, I refuted it. I was like, "This is unjust, Wrong, wrongful, wrongful dismissal." dismissal. Yeah. And uh, in the letter that they sent back saying, "No, it's not," they said, "Dear Andrea," they actually wrote my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was wow. like, "Well, I guess I don't really want to work here anyway, so whatever." But that was brutal. Um, those were my early years in retail. <laughs> the bigger nightmares, I think, were. I worked at a coffee shop in East Vancouver. Oh, wait, no, before that was a grocery store in Port Coquitlam. Um, and I Poco. In Poco, that's where I grew up. And I worked there. Thank you. You deserve a <laughs> glass of wine after that story. Guess that was- what? This, it's going to get worse. <laughs> well, uh, I've got good. the whole bottle. I mean, bad, but great. No, well, I, like, I spent yesterday kind of thinking back because so much of my retail stuff was like, over a decade ago, I guess. But yeah, the grocery store, that was one that I, I think that I tried to forget. <laughs> uh, I, w- I worked at this like small town grocery store and uh, I was, so Port Coquitlam is like one of the most kind of religious 
suburbs next to Abbotsford, like churches everywhere. And like everyone I went to school with went to church, but I didn't. And my best friend was Jewish on top of that. So we were like, we were kind of like... Not popular. We were not popular with with the uh, folks. And every single person who worked at the grocery store with me all went to the same church. And they all (laughs) went to the same like Friday night youth group. And they always tried to get me to come. And I was like... No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> like every week. No thanks. And so what if youth group was code for something? That was something I wondered about and definitely went to a youth group once. I was like, nope, not code. Uh, I <laughs> not almost code. went once for that same reason. I was like, I feel like I got to check this out and make like, see it really is dependent on, on how many friends you have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I just had that one other friend who was like, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> I won't. I for sure would have gone if uh, she wasn't there. But uh, (laughs) yeah, the dairy manager, he was probably in his early 40s at the time, and I was probably 18. And uh, he developed this like anger towards me and this like (laughs) hatred that I like, (laughs) like for whatever reason, because I didn't go to this. And so he was like, out of all of the people in the grocery store, he was the most audibly religious like he really wanted everyone to know he was really religious and like he used to be an addict and then he like you know like saved himself and And now religion is his drug of choice yes and and so and so like anytime there was a thing like he would say a prayer beforehand but he was also like the least god abiding kind of like principled person there because he was horrible to me and he was 40 and I was like 18 working at this grocery store and one time he and I were alone in the break room and he asked me about what kind of birth control I was on jeez that's definitely something that he has a right to ask yeah honestly and just as a strange man Man, and just stuff like that. He also told my friend, like, I had a couple of friends at the grocery store. I'm like, still recovering from that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, it's like, call the police. Yeah. Well, yeah, what well, kind of birth control were you on? <laughs> the strongest um, kind. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. go ahead. And what was it? You had a couple yeah. of friends. Sorry, I interrupted no, you. No, <laughs> it's all good. I had a couple of friends there, and, like, he started to, like, tell them. They told me this, but, like, he started to tell them that I was a bad friend and that I shouldn't hang out with them, that I was, like, talking about them behind their backs. And he was oh. just, like, trying to get them to stop talking to me unless I, like, went to church with them. Like, it was, like, he was full-on, had, like, a campaign to get me to, like, But there's something else like, way weirder going oh, on, yeah. for sure, right? For sure. There was, like, there were just so many instances where he He wanted just, to put his cheese string. <laughs> to make a tube your of honey. me. That would taste so good. Oh, <laughs> cheese and honey is delicious. I, like, oh, the I know. happiest accident. My favorite thing is to have two pieces of toast and have cheese on one and then honey on the other and like start eating them separately and then put them together and make a sandwich and be like i'm doing it oh nice (laughs) so how did that job conclude she still works there (laughs) i still work there on the weekend commutes Um, it probably ended we got a new manager general manager and he didn't like me either oh (laughs) jeez Because I, so I just remember this really weird. You want to tell him what kind of birth control you're on? Yeah. <laughs> I, like insisted we talk privately about it. Um, every time I saw him. <laughs> so I have a question about my birth control. <laughs> Do you think this is right for me? <laughs> um, 
there was an issue with like binners, like yes. folks who collect Sorry bottles for money. And, um, and you know, it's a small town, but like one of the like unique things about Poco back then for a like suburb was that like the Riverview hospital was in Coquitlam. Mm-hmm. And so when they shut down a huge amount of the wings in Riverview, a lot of the people with like mental health problems ended up homeless and just kind of like wandering around the streets of Poco. Like there was a guy who would just like yell at a mailbox all the time. We'd see him all, all the time. You know, there were like characters like that and a bunch of them became binners. And some people were just like people who lived in the neighborhood, but were low income and like raising families and like making ends meet by returning bottles. And for the longest time, like they would just let anyone bring however many bottles they wanted. And then eventually, I guess like some rich person like complained about the riffraff and was like, you gotta stop letting all these bombs bring their bottles back. And so one day, all of a sudden we show up at work and there's a sign up saying like limit 30 bottle returns per day. Like you can only return 30 so that, you know, all the suburban folks who are like recycling can still bring their things and <laughs> everyone's happy and like that maybe it'll just like make people go away. But some of those people were like regular customers who, you know, bought smokes and stuff with their earnings. And so this manager's thing was that like, it's all black and white. It's like no one can... uh no, what was it? He said, nothing's black and white. So, I, I, <laughs> Wait. I can't remember. Everything's purple. He's colorblind. <laughs> um, I challenged him on this rule because I saw him breaking it several times for like people who were like clean cut, bringing big, huge bags Ugh, of bottles. And asshole. I was like, you cannot enforce this rule with some people and not with others. I'm like, if you're going to make a rule, mm-hmm. then you got to stick with it for everyone. You can't just say like, oh, this person can return 100 cans because they look like they have a job and you know whatever anyway so he got super mad at me called me a shit disturber oh boy <laughs> yeah That's a good one and was like everything's not black and white adrian i'm like well the rule that you wrote on the thing is black and white and like you're acting like it's not so you're an good asshole for you yeah it was like that is a, a great time to stand up you're that was political even as a teenager. It's funny because I used to like be so scared of everyone. And at that point, I guess I'd had one year of university and I was like, ah. yeah. <laughs> I learned things about <laughs> being just and thoughtful about the world. And so I probably left soon after that because after that, he was just like a horrible person to me. He just like hated me. And I was just like, they also had really sexist policies about like clothing. It was like, only girls could be cashiers, only boys could be stock people, and women had to wear... So they had, like, a seasonal attire for women, but not men. So, like, in the summer, we had to wear white button-up shirts, and then in the winter, we had to wear black ones. And we had to buy our own. Like, they didn't provide them. So we That's had to, like, illegal. buy new clothes. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the men didn't have to change their shirts. It was just the women. It was, That's like, strange. super what a fucking weird rule. town, awful garbage job so i stopped doing that after a while and then moved to vancouver and never looked back (laughs) good for you glad you escaped hey jessica yeah what kind of birth control were you on at 18 uh non-existent because i was the biggest virgin (laughs) yeah me too i wasn't (laughs) he was right i was off (laughs) i was a tramp (laughs) <laughs> no, you just started at a different time. I'm just joking. <laughs> no. Both stories are exciting. The truth. 
those and are like lie. those are like the angry stories. There's more ridiculous ones later on in life, but <laughs> I don't know. What what do you guys did you guys ever work in grocery stores? No. No, I've only ever worked in one food place, which was I worked at an ice cream store. It was the first retail job I ever had. And my friend had this great idea to get a job at a place where you didn't have to buy a uniform. And the ice cream store, which is Laura Secret, which is similar to, I think there's Laura Secrets here in some of the suburbs, but it's an ice cream store and a chocolate store. And they do that kind of traditional, like very sweet chocolates. And they make really good Easter eggs. If you're a fan of the podcast and you would like to send me a Laura Secret <laughs> Easter egg, we'll let you know how. Everybody, if you have a chance, give yourself diabetes and have a <laughs> Laura Secret Easter cream egg. Oh, yeah. Putting that on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Your thing about the guy asking what type of birth control you're on reminds me of when I worked at the casting office at the film studio. Uh, my coworker was kind of a creep and kept being like, Are you a virgin? Oh my God. And I was like, I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> like, if I answer one way, you're going to react in a creepy way. And if I answer the other way, it's going to be even creepier. <laughs> I had a lot of men ask me if I was pregnant <laughs> in my retail experience. Like, it's happened three times <laughs> by, like, older men. <laughs> like, one, once or twice at the grocery store and then once at the coffee shop that I worked at for, like, three years. And the coffee shop is, like, <laughs> all the nightmares were at that coffee shop. Yeah. And I just remember... One man, he was like, he wouldn't like take no as an answer. <laughs> like he didn't even ask me if I was pregnant. He just said, when are you due? And I was like, um, excuse me. And he's like, oh, like you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, well, what are you, a surrogate? Like it was like to him, it was wow. like, it wasn't like ah. I'm not pregnant. It's, he was just took it as like, I'm not keeping the baby that is inside of me. Wow. Right? And I had to like keep talking to him for like five more minutes to try and explain that I was not <laughs> pregnant. And then I was so infuriated by the end that I was just like, okay, I gotta go. Like I was making him a drink while telling him Oof. I'm not pregnant. He was a regular customer too. So like, did and it come I, up I again? just like had to see it. No, he, I think he had some mental health issues. So I like let it slide. But since it wasn't the first time that that had happened, <laughs> I was just like, this is the worst. Like when you're behind the counter at a coffee shop, you're just like subject to just, you're just standing there. And, you're in like, a people cage, basically. People just say whatever they want to you and then walk away. And then you're just like, all right, <laughs> next. Who wants, who wants me now? <laughs> like, what do you want to do? There was Oof. like... Yeah, one woman, she would always, like, show up, like, five minutes before the coffee shop opened because she worked across the street and she wanted her coffee before she went to work. But usually when you're opening the coffee shop, you're, like, alone. So you have to, like, do everything. And it's, like, you can't really open until you're ready to open or else, like, Mm -hmm. you won't be able to finish everything. But she would, like, bang open palm on the glass window. Uh, that happens and, and, like, to me all look, the time. look at the point at her wrist and like be like, it's 7 a.m. I would have to go out there every morning and be like, I will open when I'm open. <laughs> like, if you want coffee, there's like a Tim Hortons down the street. Go for it. Like, they're open real early. I can't even talk. <laughs> oh, it was just like, yeah. And so my... Do you want to hear my number one nightmare story? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I I but can't. I'm, I'm still I'm, reeling from I'm the last two. Now, yeah, it was 
I mean, this really has nothing to do with bad customers. It's just the nightmare of like being me in this situation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but in my retail job, so it was one of these mornings at this coffee shop. I was always the morning person. I like started at six thirty, got the half an hour to yourself. You just do your thing. Yeah. Boss doesn't show up till like nine or eight or something. So you're like by yourself for a bit. You don't have to deal with anyone other than the shitty customers. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> People banging on the glass. But uh, so one morning I came in and I went and I, you know, start, you get, you make your drip coffee, you put everything together, start putting muffins in the display case. You got all the things you got to do. So I start doing this and then I like hear this sound behind me and it's like a scattering sound, you know, <laughs> like one of a small rodent. Mm-hmm. And I looked behind me and in the big industrial size sink, there's a tiny cute little mouse. (laughs) And I was like freaked out because I was by myself. And all of a sudden there's like this creature moving around. And then I was like, oh my God, what am I going to (laughs) do? Because it was stuck and it was like trying to jump out. And so it was like adorable and terrifying and weird (laughs) all at once. And I was just like stressed because I had to get all this stuff done. But then like, all of my energy was now devoted to like trying to get this mouse out of the sink before I had to open the store (laughs) (laughs) and like have this mouse jumping (laughs) behind me. And so I like tried to fashion like a little ramp, like some jumps for it to like get up. (laughs) And it like couldn't do it though. And I kept must be so tired. Oh, I was just like trying all these different things to like help it out, but I didn't want to touch it because I was like, I can't it's just it was also super freaked out. It's not food safe. No, not food safe at all. Um I took my food safe in high school, so I knew. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Eventually, I just, I had to open and I was by myself. So I texted my boss and was like, hey, you need to come in early because I've got an (laughs) issue. You got to deal with this. Like, I have to serve customers, but there's like a live mouse in the sink that's like (laughs) jumping, trying to get out. I was like, you have to come help me and like get it out. And he was like, all right, well, I'll be there at nine. I'm like, no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm not going to leave it there for like an hour and a half. And so... (laughs) Just because taking her owl sweater off, just so yeah. everyone knows. She better keep her on. <laughs> I'm too stressed out. I know. It's Even though I would situation. look like baby Huey in it, I might walk out with it. <laughs> so I, what I felt was the most humane thing to do because I didn't want to hurt it is I put this like bucket over top of it, you know, so it had some yeah. room. But so that it couldn't jump behind, like, so that customers could see a mouse jumping. (laughs) (laughs) And so I put it under this bucket in the sink and I opened the store and I was, like, serving customers. And I was so stressed out because I could, like, hear it trying to move the thing. Like, it was obviously, like, really upset and I was just I was really upset and I was like I am torturing this mouse and I'm trying to help it but I'm actually just doing this horrible thing and then finally my boss comes in and he he's like I can't deal with this until I've had my coffee and wow so he makes oh him, my god he makes himself does he Ameri- now run Jessica's store <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> they're probably friends at least Oh, I bet they're friends. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he he made himself an Americano, hung out, had some chats with some customers. And meanwhile, I'm just like 
freaking out and eventually i was just like you have to deal with this and he's <laughs> like why don't you put on a glove and grab it by its tail and i was like i will not do that that is awful <laughs> what is wrong with him <laughs> and then eventually he did that but before he did it he was like well i'm just gonna kill it anyway what? and I, I was like what he said his plan was once he pulls it out of the sink he's gonna bash it over the head with like a pot from the back room and i was like that's not food safe either that that is i was just thanks for coming in asshole yeah i was just like no i did not put that mouse under a bucket for two hours and like just for it to be murdered afterwards. Yeah, I was you like, gotta no. give it a good day after that. You gotta so he, uh, give it a piece of cheese and yeah, fuck, drive right? it out to the country for it to have a better loud. life. Yeah. I was like, I will not be an accessory to your murder rampage. Also, that with you're a about- pot from the kitchen? Yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah, was- what is this, a cartoon? I yeah. actually started crying. Because it was so stressful. Like, for two hours, just, like, knowing it was there, like, struggling. And, like, not knowing, you know, yeah. what was happening. Knowing you, was- you're a very <laughs> compassionate person in that... I know why that is so tough for you to, like, sit by while something is just oh. whimpering or anything like that it was awful and anyway he like he because i cried <laughs> he was like fine i will bring it out back but you know we have rat like rat and mouse traps everywhere around here so it's probably just gonna come back in and die anyway it's like fine but like it's not on my watch like i don't want to be the one who mm-hmm. you know like held it captive and then anyway so that was like one of the worst retail days ever and that had nothing even to do with horrible customers it was just like but it can no. it counts as a horrible boss, boss. Yeah, yeah really bad boss like That's anything goes cool. in terms of discomfort like it is true things like that it, yeah ugh. especially when you're just trapped there and you don't really have any yeah you couldn't really do anything with it like even if you could get it out you can't leave the store because yeah. you're the only one there yeah you can't like go walk to the next green space and let mm. it go or anything also once uh <laughs> <laughs> same store i like because i worked there for three years obviously there were some nightmares uh i accidentally grilled my own forearm oh, no. <laughs> on the panini grill oh. <laughs> that was near the end <laughs> that was actually in my last week i think i oh, remember no. it was like christmas time and i was done but like the panini grill's spring had broken so and it broke months earlier and so you couldn't use the grill without putting those tongs in to like keep Mm -hmm. it from just full-on just smushing everything you put in it so there was like this system that people had to come up with this is of course instead of the boss just fixing it or replacing it yeah so we were just all like forced to like still fine yeah and he just like didn't want to my problem yeah and so I was like trying to do this like weird maneuver where you like hold up the grill with one hand and then like take the sandwich out with the other hand with tongs with tongs that have been sitting in this burning hot like panini grill for 10 minutes and then yeah why does it take so long to make a panini <sighs> right <laughs> You'd think they'd come up with something better. When by one now. of my friends orders a like a JJ Bean sandwich or panini, I'm like, well, f- 
I'll be done my drink. Yeah. <laughs> you show up 10 minutes early, then get your sandwich, and I won't get so mad. That's true. Also, like, after working there, oh, my boyfriend at the time, he, like, came up with a nickname for me, which was Panini, because oh. I was always in pain when I worked there, and I smelled like paninis after. Oh. <laughs> it was, like, my two, like, least favorite things about myself, and oh. it was, like, it was supposed to be, like, sweet, but I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> this, is, this is like the worst anyway but yeah the panini grill it's like putting salt in a wound yeah panini salt wound. in the fresh panini <laughs> yeah. grill wound so you it grilled actually, your own like, forearm I my own forearm there's still like a little scar there oh, no. you should have seen it though at the time it was actually shaped like <laughs> it like looked like a i don't know grill like zigzag oh, grill wow. mark. no <laughs> that would be good if it was like a like a steak grill mark. <laughs> <laughs> and then you did like, it we're like well i better crisscross yeah. it just <laughs> Just to get it even. <laughs> it looked really cool. It was a zigzag because I basically I held the grill up and it oh, like the grilled bottom me of it. on the side, like oh. where the where the the edge the edges oh. are like zigzaggy. So I got a very perfect zigzag. Cool oh, tribal tattoo. Totally. But now it just looks like a tiny little one. See? Oh yeah, you yeah. can see it. It was big though before. <laughs> yeah, burns are they're terrible. Oh, yeah. I used to have to bake the bread at the fish house. <laughs> I worked at the fish house in Stanley Park. And the bussers would, like, have to bake the bread and, like, pull it out. And, like, every single shift, I feel like I burned <laughs> my arm on the... Oh, that was the other story that I was going to tell. <laughs> at the fish house in one night... <laughs> This is really just like a story, like a story of like my ineptitude in all of my life. But uh, in one night, I spilled water on the same table twice, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a fancy fine dining yep. restaurant. Yeah. And I was the busser, and like there's white tablecloths, and I'm going around refilling everyone's water in those big awkward jugs. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, like, trying to fill everyone at the table's uh, cups. And the last person, I just, like, you know, all the ice comes out at once. And all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> it's happened to me. I've had water spilled on me. So I, like, I, we had to, like, change their table. <laughs> they all had to get up. And, like, there was, like, a booth. <laughs> and, then, and then I actually... Three courses later, they were having tea. <laughs> and at the fish house, it was like fancy. And so everyone gets their own little teapot. With And so you actually, you go around and you refill the teas <laughs> with their hot water when they oh, like. No. And I actually, the same table, the same <laughs> night. I didn't burn anyone, but I came very <laughs> close. Oh my god! And I was just like, I just, I gave up. I just like went to the back and started crying. I was just like, this is absolutely the worst. So embarrassing. I really think that in the <laughs> restaurant industry, they can, they can like chill out with filling up the water glasses. Totally. It's important to do it a certain amount, but the amount of times they fill up my water glass with ice water and it's like you can't drink that that fast especially in restaurants that are air conditioned they're like here's your ice water and you're like well now i need a fucking scarf because <laughs> i'm a million years old yeah i'm a little old grandma 
but then at the end of your meal, you're like, finally, I'm almost done this glass of water. I'm not going to waste any water. And they come up and they, here you go. And they fill it up with more chunks of ice. And you're like, I, why would I want it? I'm paying the check right now. Also, you don't know how much water you've had to drink. Like Definitely in that situation, I've thought I've had more water than I've had alcohol, but mm-hmm. I can't be sure. <laughs> it's always full. Yeah. It's irresponsible. I mean, it's. I feel super prissy to be complaining about like don't fill up my water so much and get that ace out of there yeah but sometimes you just, just don't want it it happens to me a lot because i drink water really slowly and so it's like they notice and they want me to drink more so even if i've only had a sip they'll, like, they'll come they'll and like they'll up. top it up I know. you like, did it <laughs> sometimes i'm just waiting for the ice to melt so my teeth don't hurt <laughs> see i like the ice like i'm stoked when there's i've ice. probably given you my ice oh, at restaurants the, some of the best meals i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> tubes and then free ice <laughs> when we're on tour we're on a my favorite thing tubes <laughs> these are a few of my favorite things Oof. life in the fast lane yeah here's to life in the fast lane this is <laughs> that's a cheers we invented on tour when we took on the personas of like two middle-aged women who were so really- women our own age but <laughs> Who lead regular lives? Yeah, <laughs> just like who are really into drinking. Well, I think we were drinking like boxed Chardonnay. <laughs> we, we went on a quest one time in a grocery store. Where was that? In like Idaho. Boise? Yeah. yeah. It was 420. Yeah, that's true. It was 420 there. <laughs> we were we were in Boise on 420 and uh, <laughs> found ourselves with a night off on the second night of tour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> decided to go get some groceries for dinner and... Uh, Tried to find the cheapest boxed Chardonnay. Cheapest yet highest alcohol content. <laughs> right. And you can buy them in grocery stores there, right? Yeah. It's yeah. cool in it's, the U.S. Um, it was really tough. There was a whole wall of boxed wine. And we're like, which one is the right one for me? It's really like birth control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the dairy manager from he my, popped out and he's like, he showed up. And I wonder was, where that dairy manager is now. Sometimes, jail? <laughs> sometimes I Have think Have you Facebooked him? I haven't. Oh. Mm, let's do it. Maybe we should. We yeah. should have a segment where we Facebook an old boss. Oh. Facebook people who have wronged us. Yeah, oh, I, I have a that. whole block list. Yeah. I'd oh. have to unblock them. Oh. I have a, a lot of people unfollowed and then I something will pop up or they'll like something of mine and I'm like, I'm still friends with you. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, unfollowing is not the same. Oh, man. No. I unfollow like at least three people a day <laughs> it's like i'm getting down to the point where like i only get news articles on yeah i only get a uh, cool freaks wikipedia club i had to unfollow that because it was too much for me oh i, I love like, it <laughs> do you know that club no it's this club with like fifty thousand people in it or something and they just post unusual wikipedia pages oh so it's sort of like just getting nerdy facts every now and then and they'll just sort of summarize what's weird about it in the post but you can click and and then there's a lot of it is just about murder. Well, I, uh, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> I just felt like there were things that I didn't get. Like I just felt like I was like not. I was like not in on. There's it, a lot you know? of inside jokes yeah. which you just have to ignore because they're so nerdy. <laughs> yeah, it just felt too much like reading comment sections of like yeah. news articles. You know, like it was too. Many I just trolls. try not to read any comments. A lot of people get blocked from that group, and it's sort of fun to just sit back and watch people <laughs> get blocked. <laughs> it's very entertaining. 
Also, it's not good to read late at night because sometimes it'll just be a thread of like, go post the spookiest Wikipedia page you know. <laughs> oh, wow. And don't read that at night because then it'll happen like what happened last night where I was convinced there was someone standing right next to the bed and I just eventually had to move basically underneath Jay while he was sleeping. So I was like, nothing can get me. That's, that's oh, no, terrifying. Jessica. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching too many horror movies. Yeah, one oh. a day. I've done more than one a day. Oh, that's not good for your health. I know. Can't do it unless they're really cheesy old ones where you like can't get scared. Those I can watch. Andrea, <laughs> I mean Adrian. <laughs> do you have a ghost story? A ghost story. Um, yeah. I. It's never too late in the yeah, podcast for a no. ghost story. Like yeah. pre-Halloween, but post. It's yeah. Halloween is four days away now. Mm-hmm. But when this comes out, it'll be two days past. So everyone will like kind of miss all the ghosts a little bit. But it'll be 420 somewhere. So. <laughs> it's, it's 420 in my heart. Actually, another zine that I'm going to make uh, is called The Ghost. Well, I don't know. It doesn't have a name yet. <laughs> the, the Ghost Thing. No. The Ghost 420. Ghost, four, ghost 420 ghost, ghost Zine. <laughs> no, it's about... Um, <laughs> It's about ghost lights. Oh, I love the ghost lights. So my ghost story is um, when, like, my dad is from Saskatchewan, and when I was, like, 13, I went on a road trip with him and my cousin, who was 15 at the time, uh, and we went out to Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, which is... That's where my dad was born. What? Really? Yeah. What? What? That's where a bunch of my family lives in trailer parks. <laughs> uh, they, Fun. And so one of my uncles and aunts, they live in a trailer park in PA. And then down the street is like another set of aunt and uncle. And their house like backs onto the, this golf course. And every year they, uh, my family does like a fake family reunion that's basically just a golf tournament that they all play in. <laughs> Sounds fun. And, like all the men go play golf, and all the ladies cook food all day. It's really great. <laughs> really classic. Very traditional. Really traditional. They stopped doing that actually in the last like few years, but this was still when I was thirteen, so they hadn't quite gotten there yet. But <laughs> they didn't know about feminism yet. <laughs> they didn't know about feminism in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's still it's still new to a lot of people. Apparently, you know. Yeah. Um, but no. <laughs> I love you, family. Uh, <laughs> but every year, yeah, like a bunch of them gather for this golf tournament. And because the tournament takes place like basically in the backyard, everyone hangs out at this one house. And so we were there for that. But uh, one night they took decided to take us out and show us the ghost train. What? Or, well, no, it was the ghost light is what they called it, the ghost lights. And so the lore has it that this train conductor is, like, looking for his train. And I so read there's, about this on Cool yeah, Freaks Wikipedia. Probably, <laughs> totally. And so there's, like, one red light that's supposed to be, like, the lantern that the train conductor's ghost is, like, carrying. And then there's a white light that's, like... I guess it's supposed to be the train in a way because there was like a train sound. It was really weird. And so there's like no so known source of this light. Like scientists have studied it and all this stuff. And so oh they gosh. call it the ghost light. And I was 13 and I was just like freaking out in your pants. <laughs> and we're like, it was moving. And it was like, you drive your car into this patch and it's just like where a train track used to be. So there's no trees there. It's like a clearing, but it's all grown over. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. As a 13 year old, I was like, 
what so like at first yeah. i was super skeptical and like yeah right whatever you're just trying to scare me and then i was like oh my god <laughs> so scared. this is super scary and yeah it's just like my, my people went up closer to it and said they could hear the like train sound but now that i'm like an adult i'm like i feel like they were just saying that to yeah. like make me believe it so i don't think i actually heard it but i did see the lights and it was really weird i don't know to me it was like whoa and so i looked it up on wikipedia and there's like ones in texas yeah they're all in i've North seen America. the ones in marfa yeah that's the marfa ghost lights we uh actually our friends cult babies if you're in the vicinity of marfa go see cult babies on halloween oh yeah uh they'll be there with the marfa lights which are another thing that have been studied and there's not really an explanation for. I've seen them twice. We've played there twice. It's Marfa's like the greatest place in America, I think, maybe besides San Francisco. But <laughs> the town is basically all about it. Oh, I can hear your stomach. <laughs> yeah, it's having a tough time. Well, it's scared of the Marfa lights. <laughs> but Making its own Marfa lights. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a little viewing platform on the side of the highway and it's one of those little two-lane highways with no lights it's completely dark and you go out there and there's little uh whatever they are binocular telescope thingies yeah and you look into them and there's a there's a signal light that's flashing red that sort of tells you where to train the binoculars on and then you just see all these lights that come out of nowhere they're all different colors they move some of them merge together then they just fade away and sometimes you can see three at a time and there's all these theories that it's like swamp gas igniting mm -hmm. from static electricity mm -hmm. and stuff like that and then people are like it's refracted light from highways or something but it's nothing has ever really been proven and it's totally feels like an x-file it's really cool <laughs> and we went out there because there's a really cool little campsite there called El Cosmico, which you can sort of sleep in a yurt or in a trailer. Beyonce stayed there. Whoa. What? Yeah. We discovered that place and we're like, this is the coolest place. And then the next year or something, Beyonce stayed there. And then everyone was like, oh, yeah, El Cosmico, it's super cool. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great there. And they say not everyone sees the ghost lights and you only see them if you believe in them. <laughs> but we were staying there and there's this couple from LA there and we had just got back and we were all excited and we we're like, that was so cool. And they're like, we went out there and we didn't see anything. It's totally stupid. It is. That'll ask the bad. And you're we like, well, you just don't believe, but yeah, it totally makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up and it's beautiful. It's really nice to look at and it totally feels like this bizarre phenomena that's doesn't really make any sense. That's really cool. So we haven't recorded a podcast since the election happened, yeah. which is amazing. So congratulations, Canada, on kicking out Stephen Harper. I think the last few things finally got all of those uh, old stock Canadians <laughs> to vote liberal and as well as all of the new Canadians to say, holy shit, I can't believe I gave up everything at home to move to a country that is full of dicks. Run by a racist. Run by a racist who won't fix a toilet in his house. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you worked the elections. I worked the election. I, uh, That's I'd like never, retail. I'd never done it before, and it like it threw me right back into the retail zone because yeah, I've been working in nonprofits and like with people, but it's so funny. It's like working with specific populations and like getting used to like people's quirks and stuff, and then going back to the general public where it's just like a 
free for all and there's just like every type of person that could come in comes in (laughs) and it's just like the funny thing about this election was because of like the fair elections act and all these different changes that have happened since the last election 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 election. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was like a 15 hour work day get there at like 6 a.m got to set up all the tables we showed up and like we were like who is in charge (laughs) nobody was saying anything it was just a bunch of people standing around a gym and i was like have you guys like ever worked a job before like everyone was just looking around like i was like all right well i guess i'll start getting tables because like you need tables to work the election and like man it was two they were these two girls who showed up together and they were like young looking and they were just like they just seemed pissed off from the moment they got there and were just they like, health goths they they i don't know what they were they, were, they were just like health goths are the puppos in my heart yeah, yeah. <laughs> They just wouldn't do anything. Like I, they started setting up the wrong number at the wrong like. So each thanks guys. Each poll had like a number, (laughs) and they started setting up where mine was supposed to be. And I was like, I think, hey, I think you have the wrong. You know, like trying to be nice. Like I think you have the wrong thing. And they just like glared at me. And I was like, cool. Well, seeing as I don't know who's in charge, I'll like try and figure out how to get you guys to move once you've set up wrongly. <sighs> anyway, that was just like that was just like the people I was working with and then finally like someone stood up and was like, "I'm the poll supervisor." And I was like, "Oh." They just did like a trance up until then like, <laughs> "Oh yeah. <laughs> if I don't do anything." <laughs> it was 6 a.m. and we all got like 3 hours training, so it's like kind of nobody's fault in a way, mm. but it was just what a day it was just (laughs) and the lineups anyway it was like totally fine for the most part and then it's just like it's the election like you are expecting to wait in a lineup right yeah i would presume no there's (laughs) everyone i talked to at their polling place there was always one person who was like i cannot believe this yeah no this is the only time i haven't had to line up it hey, always like, takes a little bit of time. Like, I always plan for like an hour at least because there's been yeah. times where I didn't plan for that. It was like a civic election and I didn't plan and I wound up just having to leave because I yeah. couldn't vote, which was that was like the most frustrating thing ever because I was like, well, I waited 45 minutes and oh. I can't wait. any. It was like a crazy lineup and it was really poorly organized. But yeah, you just always... Like, I did it early, but it was, you know, that sort of like, well, this is all I have to do today. Yeah. Like, to fulfill my duty as a citizen. Yeah. There but the were- woman in front of us was like, can you believe this? And she was like a middle-aged woman. And it was yeah. like, what? Like, calm down. Yeah, this woman, like, came to my lineup. And, like, it was actually not a lineup. There was no <laughs> lineup. And at the station next to us was, like, an actual lineup with, like, at least 10 people in it. And she just, like, waltzes up. And it's like, she had to wait because there was one person voting. We'd already like processed yeah. them. They were voting. And so we can like process them, but we have to wait for them to put their ballot in to mm-hmm. like give them there so that they can go vote. And so she shows up and she's just like, can I go to a different lineup? And I was like, um, there's no line here. <laughs> you're like, you're talking to me. That means you're voting you're like already in like you don't even have to do anything but like give me your id and let me like check that you are who you say you are you Mm -hmm. know it's like you really 
are not inconvenienced in any way and you're like pissed off it was just like out of control and then this guy i could hear this guy at the next pole like he was just like trying to just get in there and it was like there were two people who were in the process of like one of them was voting one of them was checking in checking id and he was like the next person but it's all just, confidential too like yeah, you, like that's like, get out of my grill like you're like you're looking <laughs> yes, at absolutely every, you know? get out of my grill <laughs> And he was like, it wasn't even my grill. It was Caitlin's grill. She was over there Her working panini. her ass off. You know? <laughs> Get out of my panini Get press. Get out of my grill. <laughs> you leave grill marks in there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people don't realize how important voting is anymore. Mm-hmm. Just the process of voting, how, how elections work, and... You're not doing anyone but yourself a favor by voting. Yeah. And it's like a luxury not to be shot at when you're trying. Like, yeah. you know, like how many countries in the world is it like the process of voting? It's like life or death for yeah. people. It's well, like, that made dude, me feel very sick. You know, it's like. Yeah. Uh, We're a bunch of spoiled dicks. Yeah. Bunch of dill weeds. That's what makes me so upset. It's like, yeah, it's not by any means perfect and Canada is like a pretty fucked up country anyway policy wise you know everything wise but it's like we got it pretty good yeah so we have a letter yeah we have someone uh Samantha wrote in a letter it's just a little brief one but it is uh relevant to the theme of today which is creepy dude saying shit while you're at work Okay, let's see. Uh, She worked the same job for three years. She's still there. And a disgusting, detestable man came in. He's heavily bearded and old and says very perverse things uh, about her to her male coworkers. So he's like talking behind her back. Super classy. Uh, And then her coworkers spread the love her way. And then on his most recent visit to the shop, he openly declared for all to hear that she was his future ex-wife and she that's so gross (laughs) like what why like why are you thinking about this old man uh ex-wife too yeah because he's like yeah she's gonna fall in love with me (laughs) it's not gonna work out (laughs) (laughs) unforeseen reasons uh not my personality differences (laughs) So she turned away because she just didn't have anything to respond with. And uh, as she was almost out of earshot, her coworker Beth said, that's gross. <laughs> and so she said that was the only bright point of the entire experience. Oh. Gosh, I'm really surprised he's allowed to be there. Yeah. I don't know what sort of oh. shop uh, this is because you didn't provide many details, but that's so gross. And I hope your male coworkers step up and just tell this guy that, that's Man. not cool the way he talks about you because yeah even just ignoring if a guy ignores something like that it's being like well i tolerate it totally and yep. if you want to be like a true feminist be like that's not all right don't talk like that she's a human who has feelings and you can't just talk about her like she's a piece of meat no he shouldn't be allowed in the store no Do you- regardless of what kind of shop it is oh yeah Unless it's a jerk store. <laughs> yeah, but then everyone then else needs, would be jerks. He needs his supplies. <laughs> They're running out of you. That's awful. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, Sam- Samantha, I'm sorry. Thanks for writing I'm sorry. in. I hope it gets better. And I also hope that guy like falls on his face <laughs> next time he says something gross. That reminds sorry, quick story. I know I keep telling them. But <laughs> no, that, it's, it's, it's super related because this 
actually happened where um, I feel like you've probably both heard about this person who deems himself a dating guru. Oh, yeah, the guy that was banned from... He was banned from the coffee shop that I worked at that was awful. And, oh. Uh, well, I don't guy? know if he was officially banned from there, but so he made his rounds at the coffee shops in Vancouver and he... What's his name? Chris Angel. <laughs> no, that guy's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make your pussy disappear. <laughs> Good, finally. <laughs> Is he the... What's his name? We can say it on the podcast. We can bleep it out. Tony. <laughs> Tony. Anthony something. Tony. And then he has like a pen name. Roosh or something. I don't... Uh, I, I don't, haven't heard of this person. Okay. And I'm really happy about it. You might recall the story that so like it's like a another facebook story <laughs> um so he's like a dating guy he has a blog that is like he gives advice to men like sad lonely men about how to pick up chicks oh is he the one that like and went to japan and like kissed the girls at the store and <sighs> i don't know about <laughs> is this that sort stuff. of like tom cruise from magnolia <laughs> i haven't seen it yeah oh like leather vest and he's like tame the woman yeah this guy like he writes this blog and he sat every day he came into this coffee shop that i worked at every day he sits with his laptop and he sometimes has meetings and like lonely men who like seek out his advice come and meet him there and he tells them how to pick up chicks Mm -hmm. and in his blog um which eventually at some point so basically he tried to get someone fired from jj bean because they admittedly spat in his coffee or something because they knew about his blog and they knew about his like he basically like condoned rapey actions he tried to get this person fired from a different coffee shop but like he always spent hours sitting at the shop that i worked at as well he would just do the rounds he'd just work at different ones i would walk by windows and see him sitting in there with this laptop with his little rat face and he was just like <laughs> just like a gross and he'd come up and just like he has just this like he's not a handsome man he can't even charm people into like does he do uh believing that peacocking he had but he just comes did he up. wear like a funny hat or something? no not even he just wore stupid sweaters and jeans and sat with his laptop but the whole time like looking around assessing the crowd right like and he would actually get yeah that's him it is him i'm really good at finding people on the internet you're so good wait Whoa. i want to see Gross. oh man i'd love to meet him in person Ew, he's got a gross neck beard. But this is a case where, like, mostly women worked at the coffee shop that we worked at, young women. Yeah, mostly women work in those jobs. Yeah, right? And he'd come in and, like, prey on us, prey on the people. And then, like, when he'd get rejected, he'd write these things like, oh, don't even bother hitting on, like, the dikey looking... You know, like, he'd just totally just... Anyway... Wrong but with the, these but, types of guys, like what happened to them that turned them so? Ugh, I guess what? it's like a, like it's just a combination of like deep rooted issues, and then yeah. they use this anger against women. They feel inadequate, so then they create this persona of being anything but inadequate, and then they're so destructive. The point of that was that, like, there was a bit of vindication. Like, so in the case of the Samantha who wrote about Mm -hmm. her coworkers not saying anything, like, they she should ask them 
to say something. She you didn't know? say explicitly that her coworkers didn't say right. anything, but yeah. I but, just want to make it And also a lot clear. of jobs, like a lot of jobs, you can't. Oh, being, yeah. The choice being assertive yeah. means losing your job. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to say like she should say something. No, and, like, but, you should. Um, like I felt the same way. Like yeah. I would, I would be furious if I didn't like, if that was happening to me, but then I think, oh shit, like yeah. a lot of us are like one paycheck away. Totally. And I was poverty. there and I worked and like served this guy and I never said anything. Right. Like it's like, I, that is a awful position to be in. But what was nice about this particular situation that came about like too late, many years too late is that on the internet, someone posted something I think it was actually the woman who he was trying to get fired. Oh. She posted on publicly on Facebook about him and about his blog and then it spread like wildfire around the scene and like, you know, you knew who I was talking about as soon as I said it and it's like he became kind of blacklisted and everyone was told like, cause I worked there for years and I served him. I didn't even know I didn't cause I worked mm-hmm. the day shift. He was always there kind of, he was always there when I was working, but I guess a lot of the night shift people knew what he was all about. Cause that was when like at night was when he would have his meetings and like invite people to come and like pray on the women who were like hanging out at the coffee shop. So he would actually like teach them to like go to the girl who's sitting no. alone at her laptop and like, Try and look for the one who looks the most insecure to practice that's on. Like, you know, like it was like, that's like, like in his blog. Using like, the same technique as a predator would to prey. Oh, well, yeah, that's it. It is predatory and it's complete objectification. And I'm sure, like, you know, there's some sort of female counterpart to that. Like, oh, yeah. But you don't see it <laughs> so no, often. No. Yeah, I don't know. Retail neighbors. This is like when I think about the, the show, it's like for so many women, especially working in these jobs where you are like serving people and they yeah. just think yeah. that it's their right. And like smiling. You know, yeah, and like, saying, oh, like, you're being making nice comments to- about you, how you look. Every day. Every single day, it's like, oh, I can't wear that shirt because, like, this guy's going to say something about it. Or, like, yeah. I can't wear this because, like, someone's going to say something about that. Or, I haven't yeah. worn a shirt that is, like, lower cut than a t-shirt in the last eight years at work because yeah. the way I – where I sit at the desk, I'm, like – Everyone looks down my shirt, and I'm also pretty short too. So yeah, you're, you're not pretty short. You're, like, I'd say, very short. I'm ugly short. Oh, <laughs> you're not ugly short. You're like the type of short that's like, ew. Oh. <laughs> like you know when you see like a, a bunny that is like full, like regular bunny, and then you see like a slightly smaller, like a bunny, little dwarf bunny, and you're like, oh my god, so, ew, that's disgusting. Grass. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, also don't wear anything low cut when I'm performing, mm-hmm. and the other night. I wanted to wear a specific outfit and it looked really good. And then I was like, I can't do it. I just can't get over that kind of cleavage thing. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I'm going to break, I'm going to break the cycle. I, well, I I have all these great things that like show a bit of cleavage. And I used to, my coworker who passed away, RIP, whenever I would wear anything work, cause he was taller. He was like over six feet. Whenever I was wearing anything that he could see my cleavage, he'd always be like, cleavage looks so beautiful today it's just the right amount of i mean he was a gay man so i was totally not threatened by it at all and he was lovely but he'd always be like oh this just looks so perky and just great and i'd always be like oh i thank you like that i feel very embarrassed now but like but that's a lot 
better than like what I was worried about people saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have all these shirts and I also have this one shirt that I really like. My friend Avery who moved away gave it to me and it has this picture of a building and it says 1958 on it and then it's a, uh, like a political building from Puerto Rico and everyone and it's right over my chest like and every people every every people every people <laughs> around the world come together to stare at my boobs and go every 1958 day. this is the year i was born what's that and then they're just like stare and i'm like uh i it's puerto rico like i, I don't know look it up like <laughs> it's not on my breasts <laughs> i had to is one of my favorite shirts and i had to stop wearing it at work because every day about Three people would comment on it, and I would just be like, I can't handle this. No, that's not a network shirt. Oh, I always used to wear band shirts at the coffee shop jog because I like it was so hot. It was like disgustingly mm-hmm. hot. So I just wore like baggy shirts that I'd like cut up that like I just wore the grossest things. But like if it had any writing on it, you know, you'd inevitably have like 20 conversations that oh, what's day. What's that say? Like, oh, it says go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, like, yeah. No and I love, cause you know, when you wear like a graphic t-shirt, it's different yeah. if you're a guy or like flat chested, it's, like you can see the whole thing but if you've got curves it's like well let me just look around there let me like study you up and down to get the full image like oh okay what's that small writing underneath and it's like just don't worry about it it's on my body and it's fine like it's not gonna change your life it's a shirt Papu of the week week. oh yeah i'm ready (laughs) i'm so ready so would you like to start Okay, I live in a house, and the house comes with a cat. (gasps) I'm a dog person, like, through and through, but this cat has, like, won my heart. Oh, she's adorable. She's special. She's really special. She's, like, a rescued cat from Taiwan, and she has, like, a nubby tail because she had a horrible upbringing, but she's good now. But she has trust issues. She'll bite you if you try and better but like not hard just like enough to like make sure that you're like not gonna be a jerk to her you know mm-hmm. anyway yesterday <laughs> yesterday my roommate like gave her a bunch of catnip oh. <laughs> and it's just loose it's not like in a toy or anything it's just straight up catnip and she Good just shit. she just eats it and so she got like so high <laughs> and she's usually pretty skittish like because she doesn't trust people and she's all damaged and whatnot <laughs> like she just sat in the same spot right beside where i was for like 10 minutes and just she like couldn't really open her eyes, <laughs> so she had like this like super blazed out like <laughs> like she just looked like a different cat, but like so cute. Like she looked extra cute. Her eye, but her pupils were like pure black, and she was just like, oh, she just. And then she just like started licking people. <laughs> it was four twenty right now. And yeah, four twenty in Monk's heart. It was four twenty in Monk's heart. Her name is Monk. I call her Monkey because she's a cute little monkey. What kind of color is she? She's like mottled. She's like um the female calico, like, like the a, black with yeah, the brown black and brown. Her nose like has this thing where it's kind of like half and half, half oh, black pretty. and half brown, and she's super cute. She's like she's really her body is so funny she's got like a really saggy gut because same and she's just like she's kind of scrawny but 
got the saggy cut and like <laughs> walks around in her short tail. She just like looks like she's been through the ringer and then but she was just like staring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I took a little video of it and so I can post that for people to yeah. see because Man, it's like 42 <laughs> seconds of a stoned out, blazed cat who's just like sitting there. Like, I, I feel like you need to know her regular personality to like really get it, but it's still just adorable. Yeah, she's, she's not like, like that. And she's not like that at all. She usually just runs away, goes outside. She like owns the neighborhood. She terrorizes the other neighborhood cat. Sounds terrific. She's great. She's like my role model. I love her. She's a good puppo. Yeah. Jessica, puppo? Oh, I have a puppo from Halifax. Ooh. We <laughs> walked around a lot because Halifax is very walkable and uh, it's very cold and dry too. Uh, so I was always thirsty. So I was like, let's stop in this little corner store, Tony's. So I went and I got a ginger ale. And then as I was waiting to pay for it, I realized there's a pigeon in the store. And at first I was like, what, what's happening? Like, does no one notice this pigeon but me? <laughs> what's going on? And then the woman working in the store saw me staring at the bird. And the bird was really cute. I wasn't, like, scared of it. I was just like, can I touch this bird? <laughs> and then she saw me and she realized that the bird was where it was. And there was, like, a little plant pot with a bunch of paper towel in it. She was like, get back in here. Get back in here. And she was, like, poking the the pot and then the bird hopped up into the pot and sat in its little nest that she had made and then she was like oh yeah he he can't fly he injured his wings and he can't fly and he's been here for five years and i my my heart melted and so lady you're doing the best thing in the world that's sweet yeah and i'd been to that like Two years ago, I went to that same corner store, and I didn't see the bird there, but that's because I was there late at night, and he was sleeping. I love him. (laughs) Did they have a name? I didn't ask the name. I was so, I was like, my breath was taken away. (laughs) I wonder what he does when he sees pigeons outside, if he goes and hangs out with them. No, I think he just stays inside, basically, because it was actually, it's across from a big park, and there's a huge flock of pigeons there, so I think maybe he or she was once part of that flock. But those birds were really cute, too. The park birds. I was, like, checking them out. I love pigeons. They're so, like, the cooing noises is the cutest thing. I mean, it's not nice if you're trying to sleep and there's a bunch, like, in the eaves by your house. It's like, shut up. But it's a really adorable noise for an animal to make. Cool. So, yeah. Pidgeotto, I'm calling it in my heart. Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto, you're really cute. Tony's pigeon. If you're in Halifax, go. It's on uh, Roby Street. It's across from Tony's Donairs and Pizza. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um, Cute pitchy. Well, my puppy of the week is a boy that I saw today walking home from school carrying a completely carved jack-o'-lantern Aww. in his arms, and he looked really sad. Aww. And I wondered what made him so sad. He probably he's lost, so sweet. lost the pumpkin carving contest. Yeah, I don't know. Said pumpkin. 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 I always liked him. Aww. He's sweet. Yeah. Well, this has been Retail Nightmares. Adrian, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Do you have any shows coming up you'd like to plug? I'm playing the Doxa Fundraiser, Doxa Ooh. Documentary Film Festival, um, November 27th with Supermoon. And then I'm on double duty December 5th for the Mint Ridiculously Early Christmas Party. Yeah, you're playing, Supermoon's playing and Energy Slime is playing. Yeah, so 
if you hate me, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> if you hate her, actually come. I'll yeah, have a treat let's for you. fight. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Back alley, Astoria. Let's do this. Oh. <laughs> Jessica, anything? Uh, that show. <laughs> Great. Adrian just plugged. What about you? Oh, I think you have a show, don't you? No, I don't remember. No? Drawing? Uh, mm-hmm. Y'all have one coming up. No, cool. End of November? And I'm on a show this week, and I'm on a show oh. on November 16th. It's a fundraiser at the Fox Theater. I forget what it's for right now. <laughs> All it's for something important. Yeah. Actually, it's, it is. It's, for, I think, for the Syrian refugees. That is important. Yeah. But could be wrong. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to be. Even for. if it's yeah. not for that, this is still important. By this time, I will have watched and written about thirty-one horror movies. Yeah, where's your blog? We should have a link to it on it's next week's Sexual Intimidation that's Demon. Right. Sorry, you have Whoa. mentioned it. dot tumblr dot com. It's hard Whoa. to forget. Honestly, I've I've watched twenty-seven now, and I'm so sick of horror movies. Whoa. I've never done this many. Or this is as many as I've ever done. I'm never going to do this again. It's just too much. I don't know why I decided I needed to do this. It's so dumb and so arbitrary. No, it's great. But I'm obviously going to get to 31 just to say that I did it. How satisfying is that going to be? You're just going to feel so good. I I texted Jay today and I was like, well, I posted it. And then I was like, why? I'm so sick of writing these things. I guess I'm just sick of movies. <laughs> so <laughs> You watch too many movies in a month. Yeah, and I also, this is just the blog of movies that I haven't, like horror movies that I haven't seen before. I've also watched a ton of horror movies this month that I've seen already. Like I watched Rosemary's Baby on the plane. If you're flying Air Canada this month, they've got Rosemary's Baby and Grey Gardens. So check them out. Two great great movies. movies. Yeah. Send us emails of your retail nightmares. Retail nightmares podcast at gmail.com. Bye. 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 Bye.